Welcome to the Oklahoma Baseball Experience, your one-stop shop for all things Oklahoma Sooner Baseball. Hosted by the Sod Father himself, Johnny Baseball, and fellow berm bum, Brandon Schultz. It's time to unhitch the wagon and embrace the chaos. It's the Oklahoma Baseball Experience. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Oklahoma Baseball Experience. I'm Johnny Baseball. Brandon Schultz, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? Doing great, man. What a fantastic weekend of baseball we just took part in. Oh, I mean, great environment. Really cool. To, anytime you get to go to a major league ballpark, it's it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, can't complain about the results either. 100%. 100%. We'll, uh, we'll definitely get into all that later. But we have a guest with us. Is that Darby Carmichael, former Oklahoma Sooner, or I mean, a Sooner for life? I hate calling y'all former Sooners, but Darby, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, thanks. Appreciate it. Darby, why don't you uh, tell everybody a little about yourself uh, so that they know that you're not just uh, Braden and uh, Easton's dad? Well, I think first and foremost, you know, I I appreciate the fact that I am. Um, yeah, as you said, I I was a, a Sooner back in the day. I was part of Coach Cushell's first classes there, and um, as as we like to say, we were we were pretty dang good in those moments, and uh, obviously ended up in a national championship in '94. I had all those freshman pitchers in '93 that was uh, a little bit at, at at times excellent and at times not so excellent. But at the end of the day, it paid off in '94, and then got out of college baseball. Actually, stopped playing. It was either go play pro ball and bounce around the bus leagues or try to start coaching. And uh, spent the next eight years coaching college baseball and. Um, junior college ended up in the Southeastern Conference at Ole Miss. Started the family, wasn't making a whole lot of money back in those days, and and have been in uh, sales and sales management for for several years. Continuing to to coach summer baseball with high school kids, and obviously the boys when they were younger, and uh, still give some lessons here and there. And at the end of the day, bang the drum to Oklahoma baseball. Want to continue to see it grow. Oh, you've uh, done an amazing job with that. And we'll get into that a little bit later because I'm going to talk to you about the uh, Oklahoma Baseball Club. But, you know, I like to call our team a uh, generational program because, you know, we've we've had the Crookses. You know, we've got the Carmichaels. Uh, we've got a, a Graham that's going to be coming through here in a year or so. You know, what, what does that mean to you to have those kinds of, you know, generational talents coming through our program? Well, no, I mean, I think the, the first and for, for, foremost thing is, you know the boys, Braden and Easton were were. Um, I don't want to say we 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 brainwashed them, but it was it was about being in Oklahoma sooner when they were kids and and going to Oklahoma baseball camp, going to Oklahoma football, following Oklahoma on TV, and and I think overall that's that's kind of the family atmosphere that that all the former student athletes and even the alumni um, you know love, and it's cool to see the offspring come back and, and want to uh, do those sort of things with, with, with the sports or band or whatever that is. But um, to your point, yeah, we, we have a, a pretty good lineage of, of brothers and, and siblings. And, you know, it's even crazier to support siblings that are, that are involved with Chloe Thomas or her, her dad played at Oklahoma and, um, and she's, you know, on staff there and, yeah, AT's kid. And, and like I said, it's just, it's just, it's just what the program's about. It's, it's the lifeblood of what, 
you know, Sooner sports have been. And, you know, I, I guess if you wanted to, to tote the, the Sooner magic thing, it's it's what continues that. So, Well, I mean, speaking of Sooner magic, you know, watching the, the little Willets walk it off on Sunday, you know, it's got to be insane watching your kid play on that kind of uh, that stage. Yeah, it, it is. And, and I'm sure Reggie felt unbelievable sense of, of joy there, not not knowing that he's not capable, he's extremely capable, but to have that happen in that moment was was special and obviously very, very impactful for the team at this point. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, Skip will tell you this and, and, and I would say Butler would say this and, and Britt and, you know, obviously the whole staff are Sooners. When you grow up believing it, you, you want to continue to, to carry it on. So yeah, it's just, uh, it's special to, to be a part of it and, and obviously, it's been extremely special to to have Braden and Easton do it. Well, Darby, we'll, we've seen you at plenty of games and come out to the Berms when you get a chance, and and in Arlington this weekend, you you got a lot of travel coming up for you this year. Yeah, we 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 started that travel a year ago, and and last year obviously was extremely different than Julie and I have ever experienced because the boys were in the same place at the same time, which was the first time that's ever happened. But yeah, it's a uh, it's not as much as the crooks. The crooks jump in the car and drive every place. But yeah, it's uh, we're definitely getting to see some places that have been really, really cool and, and really excited to see a couple new places this year as well. Does Braden know where he's going to end up yet? No, he, uh, he'll he leave for spring training Tuesday and uh, head to Scottsdale. And, you know, it's, 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 he'll drive out there because A ball and high ball, or excuse me, high A, are both on both on the west coast so um you know we we expect spokane uh he finished uh his first um season in spokane but a ball is fresno so we expect someplace on the west coast definitely west coast is the best coast Darby. i grew up out there so i'm i'm aware of that <laughs> well darby and you know you're the uh ringleader of the oklahoma baseball club why don't you tell us a little bit about that and maybe how people can uh, contribute and help with it? Well, the Oklahoma Baseball Club is, is you know, those the, these kind of uh, uh, groups are, are super, super important to college athletics now. And they were all the way back in the day of, you know, even high school baseball or whatever. It's just it's a support mechanism um, that will provide things that that either the existing athletics budget won't support or continue to be able to do things that, that the staff ultimately wants to do for the club. And, you know, I, I, I like to say that it's, it's not all about the money. It's more about the involvement and what comes with that is, is financial support um, that, that may help and lead to NIL dollars um, may lead to, you know, bigger and better things that, that help uh, build out facilities. But at the end of the day, it's really about, providing things for the student athlete through the staff's direction, you know, whatever we think is best. And, and I'll give you an example. It's, you know, you, you travel from West Virginia a year ago, which is not an easy place to get to, by the way. And um, staff says, Hey, we, you know, we want to get the student athletes back to, to Norman as quickly as we can. Um, it's $25,000 to fly them home or whatever that be. And it's going to be an extra seven thousand dollars to put to put them on a charter plane. Well, that's what the Oklahoma Baseball Club ultimately can provide. 
It can also provide, you know, pieces and parts that Skip needs for pitcher development. It can provide, you know, tools that Reggie needs for offensive development. And, and then, like I said, at the end of the day, if we can make people feel involved, um, it will, it will, you know, you never know. You, you run into an Elon Musk that loves Oklahoma baseball and, and he writes a big check and, and we have the best stadium in, in college baseball. So I, I, you know, I just don't know, but at the end of the day, uh, we want as many people, whether it be uh, financially committed um, or just involved, because at the end, at the end, it's it's we want to make this thing as big as we can, and uh, for everybody, we we want Eldale to be uh, an amazing place for our kids to play, uh, and then also for our our fans to experience. Yeah, no, Darby, I I know I'm not Elon Musk, but you guys have definitely made me feel involved. I really enjoy the uh, Tuesday emails we get. <laughs> I wish that thing came from like you know Skip Johnson or something, but we. Uh, we created the obviously the Oklahoma Baseball Club uh, email account, and um, you know we we communicate as much as we can. And uh, our new sports information director and and the video staff, which has been unbelievably amazing already, um, are providing some things that we're trying to send out to folks that gives them just a little bit of a peek under the tent, but also you know makes them even more prepared to enjoy Oklahoma baseball. Yeah, no, you sent out a midweek primer last yesterday i really really like that puts all the information that we need for the day right there in front of everyone uh you also don't have to go dig through the ou baseball website to get it, it yeah hands it, you hand it right to us yeah and that and that's really the idea i mean it's it's kind of even some of the emails we've sent already or the communication we've sent is to to make it a you know it's it's no different than walking to the mailbox 40 years ago it's hit the email open and all of a sudden you got things at your fingertips. And as opposed to, you know, if you're not a social media follower, um, if you're not a web, you know, web page digger, um, you got a, a nice PDF file that's got unbelievable tons of information about not only us, but our solar competition. I love that. That'll, that's a, certainly a, a big deal for me, but Darby, you know, you said a couple of things that, you know, definitely got me thinking and, you know, mentioning the, the charter flight back from West Virginia, you know, we as fans maybe don't think about those things as much. And, you know, as a player, you experience the travel. Um, I certainly can't say that I experienced that level of travel when I was playing um, NAI ball, but you know, th- the fact of getting guys back to campus as quickly as possible to recover, um, you know, to be able to, you know, sleep comfortably, get good nights rest, maybe before a midweek game, um, you know, that can actually make the difference in, you know, performance on the field in the upcoming weekend or in that midweek game. And, you know, we're in a, you know, some years that, that game right there might be the difference between making it to the tournament or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even, you know, we, we talk about what a what a good experience and what a good weekend we had, but that was a six-game business trip, uh, our six-day business trip. I mean, that team left um, early Thursday morning to, to practice, obviously, at Globe, uh, play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, transfer hotels, uh, practice at UTA on Monday, play Tuesday, and then get – I think I got a text from Easton last night um, – you know, after midnight that they had landed in Norman and he was back to his apartment. So you're right. I mean, it's, those are little things 
that uh, that people just think those kids are are robots and it doesn't matter, but it does, especially when you know at this point um, we have a we have a Provo trip coming up, we have a Cincinnati trip coming up, uh, and then even as we transition to the Southeastern Conference, you're talking about places like Starkville and Oxford and 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 Auburn that aren't just metroplexes. Um, so it, it will be important. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, really the other thought that came to mind when you were, you were talking about it was the involvement is the, the biggest key. And, uh, you know, I am a, a big believer that if people get around college baseball and OU baseball specifically, but just college baseball in general, they'll realize how much fun it is. Um, and, and I do think the involvement leads to the money. So, um, I, I love the fact that the involvement is, is really important getting, people to know the team. And, uh, you know, I always tell people, you never know what kid is sitting in the stands that might have the best time they've ever had at a ballpark and, you know, end up becoming a sooner or, or a lifelong fan and, and donor. So that's, I, I love to hear that. Yeah. I, I'll give you a, I'll give you a funny story. Um, Braden is in Scottsdale a year ago and, um, I believe it was a social media, Twitter, uh, post or something that was a direct message. I, you know, I don't know all that stuff, but he got a message from uh, a, a dad that um, Braden had, had signed the ball for this kid. Uh, I believe it was in Austin and um, uh, this kid's birthday was coming up and he had made a request for people to come to the birthday party. And uh his favorite player, this was a kid, this was a family that lived in Houston. His favorite player was Jose Altuve, and his second best, second favorite player was Braden Carmichael. And he just wanted Braden to be at his birthday party. And so Braden, you know, just like all of us, we're like, man, that's what an amazing opportunity that you took that you didn't really know you took, but you made a, an impact on a kid's life. And it was pretty cool. He got to send in some stuff from, from, from Scottsdale and, and all those sorts of things. But to your point, who knows what that, 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 that child is going to be one day. I mean, he might be something that will always reflect to that experience. And it's, you know, Skip said it two weeks ago, it's about relationships and it's about doing the right thing. So. Well, did Altuve make it to the kid's birthday party? <laughs> well, Braden Carmichael didn't, <laughs> but, but he, it was the second best. He, 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 he sent him some stuff and that was fun. Al Tuve's working on a little different budget than Braden Carmichael. Braden Carmichael might be able to post him up. <laughs> well, Darby, why don't you tell us tell everybody how they can get involved in the Oklahoma Baseball Club? Yeah, I mean you can you can go through Sooner Sports, um, go to the baseball section. If you go to the more um tab all the way to the to the far right, uh it'll 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 hit a drop down button. Uh at the bottom it says Oklahoma Baseball Club. Once you click there, it'll it, it's pretty self-explanatory. There's there's several different options for as far as uh, levels of commitment. It it is a financial commitment. The minimum is a hundred dollars. We we send you a cool hat and some stuff. Um, but but uh, but the biggest thing, what I like to do is is when we get you, we we capture your information. You then go into our communication bank, and um, we start we start interacting with you. And that's the one thing that I've done as we've kind of relaunched this from, I think it used to be called the dugout club or home run club or whatever it was called, but really just now starting to create some groundwork and some, some, some tracks of 
hey, this is this is what makes people feel good. But the other side of it is this is what informs people. Um, so so yeah, th that's the easiest and simplest way. Um, you know, you can always probably type Oklahoma Baseball Club, and it may come up as well if you're in a Google search or whatever. But um, that's that's the easiest way at this point. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to link the uh, web page on this podcast. So whenever this goes out, we'll be able to to hook everybody up with that information. But that's awesome. Barbie, yeah, no, I really appreciate you giving us all that info. That's, uh, you know, I'm a member. I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm at the lowest level, you know, but I, I'm going to try to do better over the years. But I mean, it's not that that big of a financial co commitment. I know $100 is a lot of money to some people. Yep. But it does give you access to the program like like I've never had. You know, it's nice to get those emails. It's yeah. nice to get to interact with coaches and, you know, players and, and alumni. You know, I mean, I know that what we do on the berms kind of gets us in, in as it is. But it is nice to have that avenue and see where, you know, people that aren't Johnny Baseball are allowed to, you know, have that kind of insight into the program. Well, and, and we don't want it to be about the money. We want it to be more about people that love Oklahoma baseball. And that's that's what I've tried to do with it is is this is how we do it. And, and I, I've seen it happen. I mean, I've seen it at Ole Miss and, um, you know, they are they are a powerful group um, in, in number. And, you know, it's kind of like anything, you, you put a bunch of people together with a little bit of commitment, uh, you can provide quite a bit. And, and that's what I want. I just don't want people to ever think that, oh, it's just Oklahoma asking for more money. Uh, it's really more about we want the involvement. We want you to walk in Eldale knowing that you're prepared to, to cheer and, and rag and do whatever else you want to do to, the, to our opponent. And uh, and feel compelled. I you wouldn't believe some of the emails I get uh, back from from the folks that we interact with already, and and it's it's really the the driving force of why we're doing it. That's awesome, Darby. You're doing a great job. Thanks. All right, Schultz, you ready to get into the uh, Twitter questions? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Darby, we do this with all of our guests. Uh, Johnny puts out uh, a, a post on Twitter, basically you know, saying, Hey, we got a guest on, let's see if we can get some questions going. And, uh, so the folks that listen to the podcast usually send in some really good ones. So I'm excited. And when uh, he says good, he means weird. Sometimes I mean weird. weird. Yeah. So be ready for some odd ones. Yeah. I've heard it before. I've, I've heard it with my kids especially, but, uh, I, I'm a little bit aware of this part of this part of the program. Prepare yourself. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we'll we'll start. I, I really like this one um, mainly because it, it hits home pretty well for uh, the fact that we've uh, interviewed both of your sons. Uh, what is your thing? Both of your boys have you know something candles, shoes. Uh, what do you collect, or that you would say from a possession standpoint, you uh, hold dear to your heart? Oh, that is a good question. Um, you know, I, I, they will never admit this, but I am, I'm the seed to the shoe fetish. I mean, I, I was, a I, I can, you know, they, with, with the shoe companies now that like to re-release things, I, I send them pictures every once in a while and go, oh, I had this shoe when I was 12. Um, so I, I'm the seed there, but as far as the collection, I, you know, I was a baseball card guy. I, I collected some of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Julie and I are, are candle people. Uh, we, we definitely... Ooh have always, um, it's either candles or cologne. I, Julie would probably tell you that uh, one of her first recollections of me would be how I tried to always smell halfway straight. So 
But um, yeah, I, probably baseball cards the most part. Is, is she enjoying her five pound candle? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this thing's ginormous. It was one of those. <laughs> it was one of those text messages between the boys and I that, hey, Dad, we found this candle. We want to get it for Mom for Christmas. And I'm like, it's how much? But yeah, it's come showing up, and it's it's uh, it looks like a a lead ball as far as in this box, but uh, it's a legit camera or excuse me, candle. When you, you light that and fire that thing up, it, it makes the house smell pretty good. There you go. Well, you're, you're speaking my language with baseball cards. Did you have uh, one in particular that was the kind of prize you the collection? I actually probably my, my prize collection. And it's kind of a weird deal is I have the 6970 full set of NBA cards. So it oh, was all, wow. it, it was a hundred card set. It has the Lou Alcindor rookie card in it. Um, that's probably the prize. But I have some, you know, like anything. We're we're a Yankee family, which I know that doesn't always bode well with folks. But I have some Mickey Mantle cards, not the fifty two or anything like that. I've got mm-hmm. a I've got a Steve Carlton rookie card that's in really good shape, um, which is ironic that I have a left handed pitcher. Um, I have some Tom Glavin stuff for Braden, you know, that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, when I was kind of coming through, I, you know, it was about King Griffey Jr. and Bo Jackson and those kind of guys. So I have some of those rookie cards definitely and just kind of waiting for, uh, for those guys to, to do what they do and pass it on. You know about the uh, King Griffey Jr. OU connection, don't you? I do. I do. I played with Rick Bennett. And Rick Bennett was uh, a Cincinnati Moeller kid. And um, he was the one that ultimately King Griffey Jr. was in the class behind him. And I am well aware of, of that connection. No, did he mean he was going to sign to play baseball with OU? He probably, he like yeah. He, no, no, I think it was more of a, ba- it, it was, it would be very similar to, to Bobby Witt Jr. type okay. of deal back in the day. You know, it just, but I, I was very well, like you said, I played with Rick and, and he was a Cincinnati Moeller kid. And um, I'm well aware of that. Yeah. And if people don't know, King Griffey Jr. has been heard on interview saying that had he not signed his pro contract, he would be an Oklahoma Sooner. Yeah. So he is uh, de facto a, a Sooner. That's cool. I, I really didn't know. I've, I've seen the videos, but I really didn't know necessarily where that came from. So that's that's cool. Good to hear that one. Uh, next one here. What is your favorite non-baseball memory from your time at OU? Probably, probably my first, probably my first OU Texas experience. Um, you know, Britt was, Britt was, was a player then, and it was a bunch of us, you know, Britt's family lives down here in Dallas. And we all, you know, at the time piled up in cars and headed to Dallas. And, you know, those are the old days of downtown Dallas you know, just a big party and probably that, I mean, those, those were, were big deals. Sooner basketball back in those days were, were really good. I mean, we, we all as student athletes all chased each other and those were, were, those were big experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably that I'd, I'd say my first OU Texas experience. Where was your uh, favorite place to eat on campus back then? Uh, I ate at Othello's a lot. Um, my, I had an uncle that was on the football staff back in the day and, um, uh, we, we would go to a fellows once or twice a week and, and eat tomato pizzas or, uh, baked ziti. 
the original Othello's. Where was it then? It was in the same spot. Oh, okay. It was just it was it was owned by uh, uh, Patsy and and that family, and you know his brother was was owned Toto's, the old pizza place right around the corner. And you guys may remember that. I'm not sure, but that was where the table of truth was. Coach Switzer was really close with them, and you would see those guys sitting in there. So. I would say Othello's, obviously we all partaked in the original O'Connell's, which is no longer there because it's Headington and Amont has been the stable. But the one that Julie and I probably still participate in the most is good old fashioned pizza shuttle. Oh yeah, man. I'm, I know OU has to have their uh, pizza hut connection, you know, but boy, would I love to have a uh, burn bub sponsorship from pizza shuttle. Well, that, how, I mean, about old, how about old Skip dropping a new one on us the other day? Oh, yeah, no. Was... I, I've got to find them. <laughs> so I'm going to have them delivered to the burbs. There you go. Love it. No, we'll, we'll stick on the food topic here. Um, why is it that bacon is cooked while cookies are baked? Uh, I think the heart behind this question is, you know, for the most part, you know, bacon, you put it in the oven, Um but we don't call it baking bacon. So what what is your opinion on uh, Brandon? You bake your bacon? Yeah, that kind of goes against the uh, the question here. I mean, he means like, what do you do think? You, why do you cook bacon? As in, like on a pan? Well, right? I, I think the question is is completely shake my head. But I agree with you. <laughs> I, I I we Julie and I uh, we do bacon in the oven. Gets rid of some of the grease and all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the question of bacon and baking and cooking and cookies is uh, I have never heard before. That's the kind of hard hitting stuff we bring to the, bring to the yeah. table here, Darby. Yeah, that that might that might require more than a cold beer. That you know, and uh, that was uh, Michael Trojan. So he's he's known for for head scratching questions like that. Uh, yeah, we but- should always hit him with the uh, how many holes does a straw have? See, did we do that one with Braden? I think we did. Yeah. So, Darby, how many holes does a straw have? One or two? Uh, it has two. Oh, boy. Schultz, where are you at on that, Schultz? Are you one? Uh, Yeah, I think I I'm, was on. I think one. I was one. I'm in the one. One well. continuous? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just one hole. Hmm. Uh, we'd have to go back to the tape and, and uh, figure out what Let's Braden said. The film, Braden. Well, yeah. then, so then here, I'll give you the, your, your mind scratcher. How many seams does a baseball have? We always talk about four seam fastballs and two seam fastballs, but how many seams does a baseball have? One. Well, then why wouldn't it just be a one seam fastball? Because that's how many times it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You got me there, Darby. It's, I mean, it, it's, you know, yeah, that's tough because it. It is technically two, two coverings together. It, it feels like one continuous seam, but it is one continuous seam. Uh, but it runs over the laces, right? Times. Right. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I like that one. But it's bring one. bringing it back to baseball. It's a lot better than a straw. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh. What was something that you learned while in your playing career? It could be life lesson, uh, you know, something about the game that you learned, but uh, what was one great thing that you learned? Uh, the one thing, there was two things that, that obviously Coach Cochelle probably talked about the most. One was, you know, the difference between an A student and a B student is 
the A student will do the little things that the B student won't. And you can cascade that all the way down to a, from a B to a C and C to a D and so on and so forth. So I always have remembered that. The other thing that I used to always tell the boys was do as much as you possibly can while the sun's up, because as soon as that sun goes down, it's just an, it's an amazing thing how, how it's, it's easy to put things off. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to hear them say, I was really busy today. Well, they were really busy because they were trying to get things done before the sun went down. So, and it has nothing to do with, you know, anything derogatory about being dark, but it's just more about, you know, when that sun's up, you got, you got time. And, um, those are probably two things that, that I live a lot of and, and that sort of thing. Darby, will you be my dad? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a I good love lesson. Both of those. That is yeah. definitely a good lesson. Yeah. I love that. Uh, last one here. We'll bring it back to the boys. Uh, who was harder on themselves when they were younger, Braden or Easton, uh, when they made a mistake on the baseball field? Uh, e- e- Easton by far. Yeah. I mean, Easton's, Easton's hard on himself. He, um, he, he takes a lot of pride, not saying that Braden didn't, but Braden is, is, uh, truly, you know, easygoing, a lot more unemotional. Easton plays a lot more with emotion and um you know we've seen times where when they were when he was younger where you know he might an umpire might do something to him or call a pitch that's not you know a strike and and he gets fired up and and an emotion takes over and and he does something really special um but yeah I, I would say Easton has always just been harder um both of them have always worked extremely hard they go about their business, um, you know, I'm very blessed to say the right way, but but I would say Easton. Love it. Well, Darby, really appreciate you joining us, man. If you could uh, tell us, you know, give us a, one more plug on the Oklahoma Baseball Club, and we'll get you out of here. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, again, we're, we're, the Oklahoma Baseball Club is, is really just, it's about involvement, and we want people involved. We want people to, to talk about Sooner Baseball when they're at work. We want um, as many people to, to, to follow it and, and cheer for our kids and, and then anything we want them to follow their careers after Oklahoma baseball. So when they come back as, as alumni, um, they get to do as, as many special things as we did have kids that carry on that legacy. But, um, like I said, it's, it's, yeah, there's a financial thing to it, but at the end of the day, it's about building a, a, uh, a fan base and a support group that that keeps us really 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 relevant year after year in in a really challenging landscape of college athletics yes sir well believe me i uh we want everybody to be in the ballpark but you know even if you can't afford a ticket you can always join us on the berms because it's free out there at, so. at this point is very free and and we will i think you know it's an interesting we have an interesting schedule this week and so i think i'm i think uh we have a, a little text thread with some of the dads called the boomers. The boomers are already planning on uh, dual dual locations on Saturday, some nice. stadium time and also some berm time. Nice. Yeah, we, I will be out there on uh, Saturday on the berms. We're going to be inside on Friday. And then I'm not really sure what I'm doing on Sunday, but it's going to be a, a great weekend of baseball. So you are going to be, be out there, though, this weekend? I will be out there. And like I said, I think we're going to set tents up and – if anything, just create some atmosphere and then bounce between the two facilities or two locations on Saturday. 
I uh, my my tent bit the dust during the off season. Oh, my, mine's close to it. I, Julie had given me the okay to buy a new one, but mine's pretty dang close. Well, during the summer, I was putting it out in the backyard for the girls, oh, yeah. so that they'd have a place to have some shade while they, you know, played in the sprinklers, play with the dog, whatever. And I left it out overnight, and we had a big gust of wind come through mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. threw it over my fence and on top of my telluride. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. No, I was uh, not real happy about it, but so I got to get me a new tent. But we will, uh, we'll definitely be out there this weekend. It's going to be fun, Darby. Thank you for joining us, and uh, can't wait to have you back. Appreciate it very again. Thanks so much for the time. Yes, sir. Thank you, Darby. Man, Darby, we've had all three Carmichael's now. So you think maybe next we get Mama Carmichael on here? We got to, yeah, got to get all of them. I mean, it's it's the whole uh, the whole family. Is yeah. is there another sibling by chance? I don't I don't know. I honestly do not know. I really don't. I know they run pretty deep, though. So yeah, there could be. There could be. We had generation. We had a generational team, though. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but no, that's uh, that's awesome having Darby with us. And I love hearing about the Oklahoma Baseball Club, what all it does for the program, and what what we can do to help. So that's uh, that's good stuff, man. Great stuff. You know, it's pretty cool. I know we talked a lot this weekend about the. Um, uptick in social media presence for OU baseball to start the year, which has been, you know, I know you've been closely following on Twitter for a lot longer than I have um, OU baseball and and on social media. So I don't know if this is the most you've ever seen from an interaction perspective, but it seems to be like, you know, there is a lot of, uh, there's a growing base, I would say. And I think, um, you know, the Oklahoma baseball club, you know, stuff that we're doing, there's a lot of that stuff starting to grow as well. So I think it's just a really good, uh, you know, it's not just the social media presence. There's a lot of things growing around OU baseball. hundred percent, man. I totally agree. And you know, the key word there is interaction. Now, if you want to talk about fans interacting with each other and the, uh, you know, just general, uh, you know, love for the program growing, that's, that is really starting to hit home. I, I really enjoyed what I saw on Tuesday uh, versus DBU. Before the game, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before for OU baseball, where everybody was just going nuts. I mean, except for like when we were in Omaha. You yeah, know? yeah. That That's like the earliest I've seen social media erupt for the baseball program that wasn't, you know, postseason play. Right. But now, as far as OU's Twitter handle goes, I really love what I'm seeing. I'm loving what the creative team has done, did while we were in Arlington. I like the videos they put out, you know, after the DBU game. we got to start interacting with the fans more, though. Mm-hmm. They've got to start, you know, talking to, I mean, I don't care if they interact with me or not, but interact with some of the people that, you know, don't know the program, you know, right. be fun. And I think that that'll come along. Yeah. From what I understand, we got a new SID and he started last week, so... It uh, you know, it all might be coming around. So, who knows? No, I mean, and that's that's probably a little bit of uh, you know, I think we've always talked about what comes first, the fan uh, engagement or the you know the university reaching out to the fans. You know, what's what what's going to come first to make it you know both sides sing. So, um, I think the fan interaction is up. So let's see what the uh, what school does. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Uh, we had a fantastic time in Arlington, did we not? You know, it was a blast. It really, really was. I think, um, 
you know, it, you, we, to the point now where we're starting to compare trips um, and, you know, the first day on Saturday, and it was probably because of the loss, but well, winning um, helps, for sure. winning helps a lot. But the first <laughs> day we were just kind of like, oh, you know, Frisco was, was fun. Boy, by Sunday, I was like, man, can we extend this tournament for another four days? No, no doubt, man. And Frisco was a blast. I know we like you. We have the saying in our group, you know, we'll always have Frisco, right? Yeah. And I mean, hell, we went back to Frisco to go to IKEA and uh, <laughs> Shields, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, we'll always have Frisco. But man, Arlington was a blast. That uh, Brazilian steakhouse we ate at on Friday night after the game, that was legit. I've had Brazilian steakhouse before, but never that good. No, that place was that place was really really good. Yeah, so, yeah. Shout out, shout out to VB Brazil on that one because that was uh, that was like the Bear Man, you know, the nice restaurant in the Bear. Yeah, that was who, one. Who totals to go there? Who someone? Oh yeah, no, uh, Bob Squad from University of Arkansas. Family, yes, man, yes, our friend yes, from yes. the Razorbacks. Yeah, no, shout out to him too because that was a great suggestion. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Um, You know, another thing that was interesting about Arlington that I don't know that I thought was going to be the case was I actually didn't think that the ballpark was too big for the atmosphere. Like, I never really looked around and was like, oh, boy, you know, this is pretty sparse in here. Um, This is too big of a venue. I, I, I thought it was pretty, pretty well filled. I mean, Tennessee traveled well. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. Oregon traveled really well too, come, yep. coming as far as they did. But no, it was, uh, I, I've, I've never been in a major league ballpark before. So that absolutely blew my mind. I mean, as soon as I walk in the joint, I am blown away by how massive that thing was. But yeah, no, for that, for, you know, what we were doing there definitely wasn't, wasn't too big. I just can't imagine what that place is like when it's completely full. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. It, it's a, but it, it's a nice ballpark too. They, Very they nice. actually, they did a really good job with it uh, in my opinion. So other than the, uh, beverage food and beverage offerings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That left some to be desired for sure. I mean, I'm not, not like super complaining and I know you didn't have anything to do with this, but I mean, we paid pretty, pretty nice penny for our uh, VIP tickets. Mm-hmm. Only to not feel like super VIP. Yes. You know what? The the main VIP part of it was the uh, the parking. Am I am I old enough now to where I can be excited about parking? I'm right there with you, man. The parking was well worth it. I mean, we parked feet from the entrance. Yep. Didn't have to walk at all. And I mean, you're right there in the action. And if you want to, I mean, we never, never tested it out, but could you? go like if you wanted to leave after your game and come back for the evening game could you do that i'm pretty sure you could yeah because it was weekend pass so it didn't okay. yeah yeah i kept hearing on the announcements that they were saying uh that you know no re-entry so maybe oh, it's just for the rangers maybe yeah yeah may, might be you you might be right because i think that um that message that they were putting out on the loudspeakers was uh I think that was just a generic one that they've had recorded for all games. So and the swag bag wasn't too bad though. No, I mean, I, I really, it's, it's hard for me to complain too much about it. I, I do agree. Um, the, uh, the food selection was maybe not all it was sold to be, but, um, 
And, you know, it wasn't even just, like, the free food we were supposed to get. The concessions weren't that great either. They didn't open up the, other than the generic stuff, they really didn't open anything else up. So, yeah, that was, you know. It sounds like we're really stuck up jerks. (laughs) But, I mean, like I said, we paid a pretty good bit of money for those tickets. Under the the guise that we were going to be, you know, VIP. But it is what it is. We had a great weekend. But, you know, bringing that up. Let's talk a little bit about that. So let's start with Oregon. That was a that was a great matchup. Kind of went the way that I think. I mean, did, did you think we were going to win that one? I can't remember. Uh, I did. Um, I thought we were going to be able to out offense them because, um, you know, they just and e- even the rest of the tournament they still didn't have a you know ridiculous showing on offense. And I kind of maybe that would have been my prediction of it. Um. You know, they beat, I guess they beat Baylor seven to four. And so they ended up, they did end up scoring some runs, but um, I thought we were going to be able to out offense them. Just if, if that was my take, if we were going to lose the game, it was going to be because we, you know, got out pitched. Um, and that was partially the case, but maybe not the full case. No, I mean, it's first game of the year. I mean, everybody's getting the, knocking the rest off and Oregon just knocked the rest off a little earlier than we did, you know? Yeah. I think that, you know, pitching-wise, we did really, really well. I really like what we got out of Davis. Uh, I mean, that was really, really, really nice. Uh, uh, nice appearance by him. You know, I, pitching as a whole all weekend was nails. I mean, it there were spots incredible. here and there, but it was top to bottom. Fantastic pitching. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I Braden Davis looked every bit the part of of, you know, what you might look forward to is maybe continuing to be the Friday night guy question mark. I don't know. Oh, no, I think he is. I you think, think so? Is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I was thoroughly impressed with him. Um, you know, two walks to seven strikeouts. You'll take that all day. Um, you know, three hits, one earned run. Um, and, and, you know, co- going back to knocking the the rust off, um, you know, there was a lot, I know there was a lot of negative negativity about that game. Um, I, there was more to it than what people, I guess, would maybe think, especially if you were maybe listening. Um, I'll tell you, Easton got crossed up multiple times. Um, bunch so of times. Yeah. a bunch of, a lot of cross ups. So um, it, it looked probably worse than what it actually was from, catching defense perspective, um, not making excuses for anyone or putting blame on anyone, but the reality of it was there was a lot of cross ups and that, like you said, that just comes with first game of the season, um, getting everything figured out. Um, but no, I mean, for the most part, four to two, you know, I thought, you know, Campbell came in and had a good inning. Carson Atwood had a great inning. Um, The, and so, you know, at the end of the day, if you give up three earned runs, I think you're expecting to uh, to win a lot of those games. So we went to Malachi right out right out, out of the shoot, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, and he had a, a nice appearance as well. I think maybe we just left him in a little too long, you know? Yeah. Nothing... I think... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I agree. To maybe like a batter or too long, probably two batters yeah. too long. Yeah. No, and, and that will get tuned up as we go along through the season. But I mean, two solid innings out of the pen is the thing. I mean, he gave you two lockdown innings. um, And and look great doing it. Yeah. Dominant. You know, we were talking, um, 
him and his brother have essentially the same fastball speed, which just makes it even more confusing as well as I believe he got his haircut and has the same haircut as, as his twin. So that makes it even know, more Brandon, challenging, but the Rex specs, that's right. Yeah. You can tell them apart by the Rex specs. That's right. So, but no, there, that is a insane pickup for skip in the off season, getting oh, those yeah. two. And I'm, I fully believe that when, cause I, I'm almost positive that we went to sign, uh, Muddler. Mm-hmm. And while we were there, we discovered the, the Witherspoon brothers. So, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. It was an amazing pickup for us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it might be, might be the, you know, the pickup that uh, moves us into some really cool places this year. So, Oh yeah. And I mean, next year, both of them probably are anchoring the weekend. Right. Yeah. You may have one go Friday, one go Sunday. That's cool. That'd be Put cool. Put a lefty between them. And I mean, we're, we're cooking right there. Yep. But you know, moving on to the uh, the height highlight of the weekend, the Tennessee game. Well, hold on. I just wanted to quickly oh, Sorry. just w- wanted to get your thoughts on the offense. Uh, it's for the whole weekend, or as far as that game goes, just Oregon. Yeah, I mean, we're still kicking the rust off, knocking the rust off. You know, I think that there were some things that we uh, you know could have done done better as far as you know not making. Did we make some base running errors? Um, I don't know if they were necessarily errors, but we just didn't, maybe we're a little aggressive when we right. need to be. Or not aggressive enough when we need or to be. Or not aggressive enough, yeah. And, and you also have to take into account, we had some Oregon fans in our ear behind us that were absolute trash. <laughs> yeah, that so was... that kind of made the game a little uh, irritating to watch as it is. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, no. So if I don't remember everything from the game, it's because I was seething with anger. <laughs> I mean, we only struck out six times, which, you know, just isn't a lot. It's just we could never get anything going. We didn't really string a lot of hits together. Um, no, and, and that just, seems to be the theme, though, man, is that we, we aren't striking out a lot. We're hitting it right at people. Oh, We're hitting we, ground yeah. balls, you know. So, I mean, it, they're going to start falling. I mean, we've talked about this before. We're we're racking up baseball karma for later in the year. Absolutely. No, Absolutely. Well, yeah, let's uh, let's move to the highlight of the weekend then. Well, I don't know. You know, the walk-off against Nebraska was pretty cool, but taking down number nine is about as good as it gets. Anytime you can beat Tennessee, and, you know, they're good, man. They're real good. I think the thing that really, like, made that game for me is, you know, we had the guy who uh, bat-flipped on us, right? Oh, yeah. It's the only, only run of the game. <laughs> so that that made that fun for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we talked about it, you know, that uh that will never happen on OU squad as long as well, Skip no. and Reggie are anywhere near the program. You find yourself a new team to do something like that. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But it seems to be a running theme in the SEC though, man. Yeah. It 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 definitely is. I I mean, is it or is it just, you know, LSU, Tennessee? That give it Florida. such a bad rap. Florida. Oh, Florida. Yeah, you're not wrong. I wouldn't say Arkansas does it a whole lot. I wouldn't I've, either. I've I think seen them do classy. it, but they're they're probably the classiest bunch. So, but yeah. no, I mean, you, you'll never see that out of an OU team while Skip is at the at the helm. Speaking of Florida, did you see the video of uh, their inner squad? Yeah, 
No, that uh, like I, 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 all I posted was clown faces on that thing. Cause how do you do that to your own teammate, man? It's a little disgusting. It is disgusting. And I, I mean, I get that we're in a new era of baseball where we're not ear holing people for doing stuff like that. But come on, man, that's your teammate. Yeah. How does that build camaraderie at all? It's it's dumb. It's, it's real dumb. dumb. But uh, yeah, on the Tennessee, back to the Tennessee game, though. I mean, Gerton. man, Gurton. Gurton looked good. Gurton was unreal. And, you know, looking back at the this uh, box score right now, I didn't realize Kyson went four. Yeah. That is, he yeah. looked amazing as well. No, but those, that is a hell of a one-two punch. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Nope. And that, that I really, 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 that is one of the most complete games I've seen us play this early in the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as pitching goes, that is, I mean, that's exactly what you put on your resume if you're a pitching coach. You know, look, look at how, I, you know, I put these guys together for Tennessee. Yeah. So, it's a, it was a, it was a hell of a game all around. Really enjoyed the atmosphere in it. I think it's a good uh, litmus test for us heading into the SEC next year. I mean, we can play with anybody now. I mean, even when it was tied, you know, going into the tenth inning, you and I were talking about it. We can play with anybody. Yeah, a- absolutely. And you know, we had Lambert coming in throwing absolute heat. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> right? Just all sliders and, and splitters? Splitters, cutters, sliders. No, but no uh, fastballs. One fastball. Supposedly. I don't know. I think they might have had that wrong up there. So That but was it'll hilarious, be, though, man. I'm serious. Like, when we were sitting there and we were just kind of, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. 92. <laughs> 92. 89. 89. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, but, I mean, it was a, it was a great game. Um, net, Tennessee never, I mean, I can't say they never. They had a couple of, you know, good threats where they could have scored a lot of runs. But, um, you know, we just outpitched them um, at the end of the day. I, I think it was funny because up until that 10th inning, you know, we had gone 18 innings scoring two runs. Yeah. And we were just like, man, the offense has got to come around at some point. And uh, and sure enough, it did with uh, with some big, big appearances at the plate. Isaiah Lane getting a, you know, true freshman in that situation, getting a walk and extending the game. And, uh, you know, I think he ended up maybe coming around to score. No, he didn't. But even still, he was a big part of that inning in a, in a huge at bat. So uh, yeah. it was it was pretty cool. Spike had a great weekend. Spike looks good. Spike Spike looks in full form. Uh, KP making plays again, man. Yeah. I mean, he never ceases to amaze us out there in left field. Yeah, he made multiple that weekend. Multiple. That I believe we're on SportsCenter, so yep. and pretty the, big deal. The one versus Tennessee was number one, wasn't that? I believe it was, yes. I mean, that one against Nebraska where he slams into the wall probably should have been up there as well. It was probably, you know, overall, a, you know, difficulty, probably a more difficult catch. But, you know, the the dive, oh, yeah. the full full layout dive always gets the attention. Yeah. And I, I mean, defensively all weekend we played pretty well. I know that we had some, uh, you know, hiccups here and there. and But it's going to get cleaned up. I mean, it, it has to. Either it does or it doesn't, but I'm I'm in full belief that we will clean up these little mistakes that we're making, 
and uh, will be be good moving forward. Yeah, I I agree. I don't, you know, the good thing about it was I don't think there was anything from an infield perspective. I thought we fielded the ball really cleanly in the infield. I, I thought we did a really a really good job of of keeping balls in front of us, and um, you know, I I don't I can't remember one misplay really in the infield, uh, and, and then you know different surfaces. I think there was. There was a lot of balls. I don't know if you remembered this, but there was a lot of balls that were booted in the outfield a little bit yeah. off weird hops. Weird. Like, that, the carom out there anywhere, basically. I mean, down that left field line where they have that, I don't even know what you call it. It looks like windows, basically. Mm-hmm. It always caroms weird over there. You know, we've been, been, we've been to this ballpark. This is Eldale South for us. Yeah. So we know how to play it. It just, it, Sometimes the ball bounces crazy there. Yeah. Well, I think just wrapping up the weekend, Nebraska, I mean, playing from behind the whole time, team showed a lot of resilience, could have folded up pretty easily um, in a couple of innings, but just kept, kept, uh, you know, really just responding to uh, any, any threats that they put up. And then, boy, how about, how about Jackson Willits getting his uh, big moment? That's big time, man. That is big time to have freshmen do that. You know, in that kind of situation, that early in the early in the year, that's impressive. You know, and when you're a coach's son, you have that much more pressure on you than everybody else. Because mm-hmm. you know, you got to perform. You you know, you're the coach's son. They you got to prove why you're there. You can't just be the nepotism kid. You know. Yeah. So no, he proved it 100. percent He looks good over there at shortstop. I mean, he's he's made some really nice plays. I mean, when we move on to DBU, he had one against DBU that was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, thoughts from the weekend, um, you know, give me your like number one thing that makes you more excited about uh, the squad moving forward. And then, uh, you know, one area you'd like to see us improve on. I mean, we knew pitching was going to be good. I don't think we knew it was going to be that good. And so I'm that's that like gets me super excited. You know me, I'm a pitching guy. Mm-hmm. So like when we have guys like that, that are, you know, blowing smoke and then reeling it back down into the eighties, you know, low eighties with uh, accuracy, you know, we're locating everything. It, it really makes me, you know, makes my, uh, gets me going, you know? So I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, we pitching is oftentimes, you know, ahead of, of hitting early in the year. Maybe, maybe you'll feel differently about that, but I think, you know, if we can pick up the offense, you know, and we did against DBU for sure. And that's not a bad, bad, bad club. If we can pick up the offense, if we can, you know, find some balance there, if we can, you know, not be so uh, tight on the base path, because I mean, we're, it's not the chaos that we've seen in years past Mm -hmm. and it's only game. We're only through four games. So maybe we'll see, but we have also been a little, uh, I don't know, you know, sheepish on the base path, if if, if that's what you want to call it. So if we could, if we could pick up that, that's where I'd like to see us improve. I can agree with both of those for sure. Let's see. I uh, for me, if what about I, you? What was yeah. I say, man? What are you talking about? The part it's kind of hard because you know if we just look at the weekend, I can't really say this one part. But I'll just go ahead and add the DBU game in there. Um, I think the power is there. Um, I think I think the power bats are there. Um, that's kind of exciting me, especially you know the Nebraska. If you just look at the Nebraska and and Dallas Baptist game, which I do agree with you, bats are always going to be behind. Um, pitching 
if anything, just from a timing perspective. And it looks like, you know, as time went on, Nebraska, DBU, um, it looks like we got some serious power bats. Like I am really thinking we are just going to demolish last year's home run total. And it's not even going to be close, but it's not even that. I think we have, uh, you know, some, some triples, uh, a lot of doubles. I think the the power numbers are going to be solid this year. So that excites me quite a bit. And then uh, areas improve, you know, Skip talks about it all the time. I don't think there was a quite a few spells there. We, we just didn't play good offense. Um, we didn't move runners. Uh, we, we'd get a guy on to start an inning and then we'd have a, you know, a, a strikeout and then, a you know, a, a shallow fly out or, or two strikeouts. And, um, you know, we just didn't play good offense, but that kind of goes back to the chaos part, right? Um, you know, I think the thing that makes our offense pretty unique is that I think we can do both. Um, and so there were times where I think it would have been nice to see us move some runners, try and lay a bunt down in, in different situations and cause some chaos. Yeah. Um, and, and we just kind of, Kind of never did. So, well, you know, looking at the DBU game, we you know we tried to steal third there with uh, with Spike. I think mm-hmm. we had to strike him out, throw him out, double play on that. Yeah, we need to review that. Spike was safe. If you watch it again, he gets under that tag easy. Oh, really? I mean, even Toby and, and Ross were saying on the radio that he was underneath it. So we, we have caught some pretty bad breaks, while other teams have caught some really good breaks. I mean, DBU is the beneficiary of quite a few good breaks last night. So, I mean, I, I don't really even think that we played too terribly. We didn't play our best game for sure, you know, but like at the end of like when uh, Dylan Crooks was in, you know, the little chip shot that he got right back to him that just was a little bit out of, out of reach. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that happens. So, I mean, if, if we can get some of those things to go our way, we're going to win a lot of ball games. Oh so, yeah. Cause think- we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep pressing. I think we're going to win a lot of ball games if they don't go our way. I mean, it, it's it's kind of funny because I know we're kind of in Dallas Baptist now, but, you know, it's like, how do I feel right now? I'm really confident in this team because of the pitching. Like, I know what the offense is. We know what the offense is because we've seen all these guys for years. But the pitching is so good, and it, right. it looks the part. I am super confident in this season. But I was just thinking about it as like, you look back at some of these games and Dallas Baptist, like you said, you know, who knows how that game goes, but I feel like we had the momentum at that point. If we get out of that inning, you know, we could easily be four and O right now, but I agree, but you know, we walked off Nebraska and you know, Texas or Tennessee, we went 10 innings on, we could also be and four, you know, we so could. It, it's, it's, it's really right now, um, I think that's probably what makes this next weekend coming up more exciting. Yeah, no, and Wright State is no slouch. They're a pretty solid ball club. You know, they're kind of like the DBUs of the world, you know. Uh, I'm sure they made the tournament last year, did they not? Yep, they yep, they sure did. They won the uh, Horizon League tournament. So, so were they an auto bid? They were an auto bid, yes. So they wouldn't have made it regardless? No, no, okay. they, they, they wouldn't have made it regardless. But, you know... You, you still made the tournament, um, and I think they, they got Indiana State, if I remember correctly, in the tournament, and uh, I think they went 0-2 in the tournament. So, 
you know, it's definitely a team that I believe if if we're where we're at, we should roll pretty pretty well. Um, I think I had us going three and one because winning four games is tough against literally Anybody. any team in the country. Right. Uh, um, but it's a team that we should beat. But to to sit there and think that they're just going to be, you know, I don't know, three hundredth in the RPI and you know winning two games on the years is not going to be the case. Yeah, it's also one of those game, one of those teams where you and I know that they're good, but you you know, you, you split this series or you drop it, and everybody who doesn't know college baseball is like, oh man, that is terrible. Right. You know, OU is just the worst right now. You know. Do I think we're going to drop this series? Hell no. I, I, I'm i with you. I think we go three with three and one. I have us going four and oh, and I think we can do it. And I, I mean, I think you might see one of the Witherspoons start this weekend in that fourth game mm-hmm. or one of the extra games. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what we do with that. But uh, anytime you got anybody who's got a uh, player on their team who goes by their military rank, <laughs> you might, <laughs> yeah, cool. might be a little concerned. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty cool. It is very cool. Um, that that is interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Second Lieutenant Duke Binge. He got the win on Saturday for him. There you go. That was their their only win of the weekend. And yeah, right. so they they did finish 80th in the RPI last year. Um they almost won 40 games. So I mean, if you win mm-hmm. 40 games in college baseball, that's pretty pretty solid and they played Louisiana really really close this this last week. Yeah, it was a competitive series. Definitely a competitive series. Uh but you also got to take into account that, that if they almost won 40 games last year, it's probably because they made their run, they won their conference tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many games that added on to the back end of your schedule? Boy, it's it's a decent amount. It's a few. So I yeah. mean, not not taking anything away from anytime you win your conference tournament, you know, good for you. So I mean, but they are a solid ball club. And not one we need to take lightly, but uh, I feel like in the friendly confines of Eldale, because I mean, our park is very similar to DBU's park. It is a launch pad, mm-hmm. so we get the wind blown out. We uh, we get some hot bats going, and Madrin and you know Jay Nick and uh, Snyder, and I think we're probably going to see a full fledged return of uh, Mac Mac this weekend. Oh really? Yeah, that would be. Boy, that'd be that'd be pretty solid. Because <laughs> I mean, we did all that in Arlington without Anthony McKenzie. Which you might have put him as the guy that you you know top two or three guys that you would say would be the most consistent person coming oh. out of the gate this year. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, getting him back. I think Frederick's also supposed to be coming off his hamstring injury, so we should have him back hundred percent. So, I mean, we should be back to, to full strength, and we'll see what we can do against these guys. But like we've been saying, they're not a bad club. Uh, going to have to play some clean baseball. Going to have to clean it up, you know. But uh, other than that, I mean, it's it's going to be a fun series. I like when we play forward. You know, we get one of these per year, I think. You mm-hmm. know, last year it was Stanford. Holy crap. I'm glad it's Wright State this year. <laughs> well, I mean, looking back, we circled that one at, you know, playing Stanford. But boy, I think that series is what got us into the playoffs. Oh, 100% and splitting it? Yeah. The way we did? I mean, hell, what'd we get? I mean, we didn't get run ruled because there's not such a thing. But I mean, if there was one, we would have got run ruled that uh, Friday night or whatever, Thursday yep. night. So. And then turned back around, went two in a row, and dropped the Sunday game. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely wild. Definitely a wild series. But but this kind of series right here is, you know, 
no name as Wright State is to most of, you know, college baseball fans, you know, not the casuals, but just people who don't really follow college baseball that well. This is a, a series that is not really going to be a detriment to us later in the year unless they absolutely just fall off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. No, I that's a you're that's a good point because you know um, if they stay on the trajectory they were last year, that's going to be some quad two wins. So right, that always helps you quite a bit. So you know they're they're a pretty prototypical mid major um, yeah. club with they're old. They're returning most of their position player group uh, from last year including their two best hitters. So, you know, I would Luker kid. Uh, they have the, the last year it was Andrew Parker and Gehrig England. Oh, okay. Which is a really cool first name for a baseball player. Yeah, it is. So I wonder if his middle name is Lou. Lou, But then why wouldn't you go Lou Gehrig England? I don't know, man. His parents were probably on LSD. (laughs) Uh, I, I think we can get into their pitching though. I really do. Um, they threw a lot of arms last weekend. Um, some guys for one batter. Um, and they're not playing midweek this week, so they might get some guys back. That's a good point. Um, that is a really good point. I hadn't, hadn't thought about that, but yeah, they did not play a midweek, so they're going to be a little more fresh. You know, and this is pretty wild for us to, uh, you know, play a opening season, opening uh, weekend tournament like we did turn around have a midweek against dbu who from its purposes is a top tier mid-major you know and then have to play another pretty decent mid-major right after it a four-game set i mean it's you you are as hot as you can get out of the shoot that i've seen in a while as far as scheduling goes. yeah i mean we've played that'll make us make it to where we'll play um a super regional team, an Omaha team, and two regional teams. Oh yeah, at five out of our first, or yeah, four out of our first five opponents are all regional teams from last year. So right, and Oregon it, was a host. Oregon hosted a super regional. Yeah, that's right. Yep, Tennessee. I'm pretty sure Tennessee hosted as well. Yeah, I think they hosted all the way through Omaha. Yeah. So so anytime you can play that well against that the, that kind of opponent, I mean, it's boating pretty well going forward. Yeah, it's it's good. It's and you know that seems to be the case with uh, you know this regime compared to the last one is we want to play good competition early in the year and you know see what we're made of. We're not going to play all the teams from the Northeast. Not going to play all the teams from the Northeast. Not going to have a, a cupcake schedule and St. John's of the CC or whatever. St. Thomas. St. Thomas. Yeah. L- lose at home to St. Thomas. St. Thomas Aquinas Community <laughs> College. <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else. I, I maybe you're just thinking about you know what the rest of the Big Twelve did this week. Um, you know, Okie State struggled, which Ooh. is always beautiful to see. Sam Houston State, yeah, yeah. I'm in, and I mean, we took the, their best pitcher, <laughs> and. You know, uh, I think going into the year, the question mark was going to be their pitching, and lo and behold, pitching is a problem. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, hey, they do have the best outfield in the country. Best outfield in the country, for sure. So, um, you know, BYU, Cincinnati, Baylor all struggled. Um, And, uh, you know, maybe I didn't didn't even realize this until now, but uh, Houston's off to a 4-0 start. 
nice. I mean, I it's. Think... I mean, we got to have our conference do decent. We got to have some of them do well. Yeah. Know? Tech had a good weekend. Tech had a good weekend. They're, with they're, us. they're getting. I think they're getting boat raced right now by Oregon State. Oh, lovely! So a game that's not on TV. Oh yeah, ah, uh, that's that's super frustrating. That is so dumb, man. I mean, we want to grow this game, but we are consistently putting, you know, you know, top tier college baseball games either nowhere near TV or on obscure streaming services like Flow Sports. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, Flow is dog water, man. Yeah, we've got to do better. If you want to grow this game, it has got to be on MLB Network. We need to be have cons- have consistent ESPN coverage of it. I mean, get Fox Sports or whatever, you know, uh, I mean, Bally for freak, freaking sake, you know, mm-hmm. they've got to be on more, more streaming services and better ones. I'll tell you what is amazing though. If you have Hulu and you have Fox Sport or uh, ESPN plus, it populates every game. Cause I watch, I mean, I watch, I watch most OU games on Hulu oh, and they're okay. on ESPN plus. Huh. I did not know that. I'll have to go that route instead of ESPN plus. Yeah. And we'll we'll probably talk about this a few times in the year, but if you have an Xbox, Xbox, there is a uh, pretty sweet setting you can use on that where you bring up Hulu and then bring up TuneIn Radio, and TuneIn plays in the background, and then you can basically turn off the audio to Hulu and run Toby and Ross over the top of it. Yep. And all it takes is just a couple pauses to time it up. Yeah. But no, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the weekend. It's going to be nice being at home. Uh, I'm looking forward to some great weather out there. I mean, I, I understand why we play at four o'clock on a Friday because they're afraid that it's going to get cold in the evening, you know. But not a lot of people going to be able to show up right at four o'clock. You're also well, having a uh, happy hour from two to four that I don't think anybody's going to be at either. <laughs> I mean, I wish I. You know, I'd like to to be like that. Would sound like something I would take off work for, but oh, hundred um, percent. But I got to keep my job, man. I know, boy. It's going to be nice this weekend, though. It's going to be great. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I think we are uh, planning on grilling out on the berm on Saturday. Nice. So uh, maybe hot dogs, hamburgers, some you know, simple stuff to start things off. Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we only got a couple weeks till we have a uh, a pizza party, so we need to start working on that. You don't want Funny. to go back to the cheesesteaks? Oh, man, the cheesesteaks were good last year, but my word, was it cold? I could not keep them. I mean, as soon as we put them on, wrapped them up, they were frozen solid again. Yep. Oh, man. It's probably well, what good. got us beat by Dallas Baptist. Oh, Cal Baptist. Cal Baptist. Oh, oh. yeah, no. See, I always have nightmares about DBU, so everything Baptist is always Dallas Baptist. Yeah. But yeah, no, Cal, Cal got us. They Cal got us got good us. last year. Definitely a better start to the season. That is for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of promise. Um, can't wait for this weekend. I, I really, you know, we, we've talked about this last year and, and in most years, you know, sometimes it's good to just have a game where you beat someone's brains in. Yeah. It's it's oh, yeah. just nice to have a game where you, uh, a nice, easy um win and so I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully us running up this, the score a little bit get some guys loose at the plate uh you know feeling it so that's that's what I'm looking for this weekend yeah no I'm looking forward to some more quality pitching out of our guys uh hope to see some some other arms as well uh, I mean we haven't really burned through a ton of arms so I mean what we've we have used a good amount of arms 
of arms, but they've also not had a heavy load put on. So we should everybody have everybody available. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to find out who's going to get that fourth start, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll take it from there, man. So yeah. it's going to be a fun weekend, but uh, you got anything else? I don't think so. All right, man. Well, let's wrap it up and we'll, uh, we'll all see you at Eldale this weekend and uh, Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner.